are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me once again today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. How's it going, Alex? Not too bad, George. You're looking great <laughs> today. Love the hair. Thank you. Oh, you guys make me blush. And from Gwinnett County, Georgia, we have Abigail Williams. What's up, Abigail? Whoa, whoa. What about my security? What about my safety? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Yes, it's me. Hello, world. Good to see you. <laughs> Shining in from Gwinnett. I love picturing this stalker at home listening and putting a marker on Gwinnett County. <laughs> Gwinnett, like, I found her. Oh, no. She's somewhere you know, right here. Right. You <laughs> cannot be too careful, TJ. <laughs> you know when you're getting stalked that you've made it. That's a sign of success. Hopefully someone stalks me, but doesn't find me. Like, they're Fingers almost broke. successful, but don't quite make it. That's my hope. <laughs> I know I'm getting Abigail for Christmas. A stalker? Hey, no surprises. You'll He's love it. You just don't know it. in low places. <laughs> I've already lost the show. <laughs> I have low friends in high places. Oh, got it. No, wait, high friends in low places. And back from the dead this week is TJ Jackson. How's it going, TJ? Alive and well, but probably dead soon again. We'll see. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this year goes. I'm not having any expectations high anymore. Joining us today as a special guest is our very funny friend, one of the most twisted comedy minds in the business, Evan Conaway. How's it going, Evan? I'm doing all right. I have myself a glass of scotch, and for no reason in particular, I just circled Gwinnett County in Sharpie on this giant map of Georgia <laughs> I happen to have right here. <laughs> I love you, Evan. Okay, you can be my stalker, but just don't be too good at it. That's all I ask. I love you, too, and I'm sitting right outside your bedroom window right now. Wow, well, I am not in the bedroom, so you are in the wrong place. I know. I was told this was on radio and that I needed to be clean, but I still needed to be myself. No, we said be funny, not yourself. <laughs> I see where I went wrong. What's the funniest thing that happened to you this week, Evan? As none of you probably know, maybe Abigail knows, the Braves lost. I do know that. Why would you single me out like that? Because I don't expect George to know this whatsoever. And TJ, eh, 50-50. And Alex, I sadly don't know you well enough to know if you would be following sports at all. We're all on Twitter. Yeah, okay. You're on Twitter. Great. But as you guys know, the Braves lost, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for a reminder. Yes, well, I wanted you to know the funniest thing to happen to me today was the Braves lose. No. Oh, the, my uh, gosh. As I started looking into this, though, I was like, that sucks. It's a really terrible thing. It's not as bad as when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. It still True. sucks. And I started thinking, what possibly could have led to this? We've screwed up in sports so often we don't even have a hockey team anymore. The only thing that we've had success is soccer, and I believe our women's basketball team is pretty damn good. That's right. What could have led to this? I realized after reading a few Twitter posts that our sports whole state of affairs just went downhill as we got the Olympics. So I'm thinking we sold our souls to Satan at some point to get the Olympics and then decided to screw ourselves over in every other sport in this city. 
And then on top of it, the only thing that we're good at now is football, as in football, as in soccer. Football you kick with your foot. <laughs> when we sold our souls, we might have asked, hey, can we still be good at soccer? And Satan was like, yeah, nobody cares about that sport. So <gasps> here we are. It's the only thing we're good at. How dare you, sir? I think we found Jesus too soon. What? Because saying like every soul. fan I've ever seen who loves soccer seems to look like Jesus. Well, yeah. I love soccer. Yeah. And you look like Jesus. Thank you. That is the <laughs> highest compliment I accept. <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. Do I look like anyone? Yeah, yeah you kind of look you? like Robin Williams in Hook after he accepts that he's Peter Pan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I expect you. at any given moment you were going to start flying around and hanging out in green tights with small children. Y'all remember the food in that movie and that like oh that all yes. that thing? Oh, was I the only young child that was grossed out? No, it was horrible. No, no, yeah. that was horrible. no. I thought it looked delicious. You guys oh, are crazy. I, why were they eating blue whipped cream? What is wrong with you guys? That is no, not magic. Like that is not edible. Is what? Oh that man, is. Abigail, did you not learn from green ketchup that you can't eat things that are not the color they're assigned? What is green ketchup? Oh God, oh, green no. ketchup was a no, thing. No. Stop explaining. I don't want to hear about moldy ketchup, okay? When Shrek came out, Heinz made green ketchup. That does not make it better, George. No, and it's the one time I've seen my dad throw a hissy fit. He got some fries and then some green ketchup, and he's like, I'm, I'm not I'm not even eating this. And he kind of... <laughs> 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 That's how he would react to blue whipped cream on a Sunday. Yes. I'm not eating this. No. That's how I react to blue whipped cream every day. But it's Sunday specifically. <laughs> For part of my childhood, I grew up in a city called Dublin, Georgia. Shout out. St. Patrick's Day is a what? very big deal there for, I believe, obvious reasons. On St. Patty's Day, restaurants around the city would dye things green. So if you went to Chick-fil-A, you got green lemonade. There were green biscuits. Not to be moldy biscuits. There was a pancake supper the Thursday night before that had green pancakes. There was just green everywhere. It was a phenomenal experience. No ketchup, though, that I can recall. But how much Guinness? Not enough. Although I was in middle school and barely in high school when this was happening. That's old enough. (laughs) You didn't get into dark beers until late in high school. Yeah, it was more like a junior, senior kind of thing. (laughs) I was a freshman at the time. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Sure you are. One of our listeners sent me the craziest article. I just had to make it our discussion topic. It's an article from health.com, and it says, In recent months, a new self-care trend has started to gain momentum thanks to social media influencers whose photos and videos have gone viral. This trend? Butthole sunning. S-U-N-N-I-N-G? Yes. 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 You strip yourself naked. Okay, Evan, what do you know about this? This is a thing. It's like sunbathing specifically for your butthole. (sighs) You strip down naked. It's kind of like yoga. It's really good for the soul, and it gets you vital nutrients in places that you've never gotten them before, like (laughs) vitamin D, because nobody ever gets vitamin D for their butthole, right? It's a thing we don't do. This is dark, undiscovered territory for most of us. It's become a new thing, especially amongst millennials. We have decided culturally that really we need a vitamin D injection right in the bottom. Stop you right there. We definitely right there as a culture. Yes, we have. Somebody out there may have. 
I am not getting on this train. You either lay down on your stomach with your hands behind your back and you spread yourself to the world to make sure that that sunshine is going in there. Or you lay on your back. I'm not going to be able to stay here. Crab style. Your legs wide open. Alex. Make sure that all the sun is getting in there. But you need to make sure that you've got a good enough SPF sunblock to put Mm -hmm. down there because that is not something you want to burn. The last thing you want is peeling around your butthole. That man <laughs> can care. teach you how to heal yourself in ways you never knew you were sick. Evan, I think you're sick. Yo. Talk about the worst place to get sunburned. You wouldn't be able to sit. Explain to me why this is a thing. Is the According help- to the quote, in a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy from the sun than you would an entire day being outside with your clothes on. Based on what research, how he None. feels? There's video on Instagram of three men. They are naked, and then they lay down, and they expose their anus to the sun. And then they all go, hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the only evidence I can give you. The article itself then quotes experts who tell you, do not do this. <laughs> wow. The article yeah. itself says, bad idea. What is the danger? I want to know. I want to hear. I know of the dangers of oversunning. Obviously, sunburns, skin cancer, all kinds of things. So what sort of health detriments can actually occur from sunning one's butthole? According to the article, your perineum, the super thin skin in that area, should not be exposed to light. According to dermatologist Nazani Saidi, I cannot recommend any sun exposure in this area without protection. These areas, like other parts of the body, need protection and clothing. Always use protection. Exactly, TJ. Mm -hmm. Always use protection. (laughs) Nobody needed this. It's so funny that you talked about this, George, because Leon sent me that exact picture, but it wasn't attached to the article. It was attached to some BS caption about opening your fourth eye. Hang on. I have questions. Why does your husband have a picture of a man sunning his butthole that he can add captions to? Leon likes to torture me. I'm into meditation and yoga and hiking and nature and all that crap. And so Leon saw this and was like, Alex, you're going to open your fourth eye today? And I was like, nobody has time to be releasing their butthole to the sun. Alex, the listener also sent me that photo with the quote. The guy's quote from this photo, he says, I did 15 minutes of butthole sunning yesterday, and I feel supercharged for the week. I didn't even need coffee this morning. (laughs) Remember to start your week by charging your anus with the power of the sun. Your anus is the fourth eye, and it's directly connected to your third eye. Absorbing sunlight through your anus is a great way to recharge your whole system. When he has to fart, he's going to be mad when flames come out. You're an adult. You're a whole-ass adult. Like you're he's a burned-ass adult. Here's my thing. We do a public service with this show, and we recently debunked <laughs> Not the anymore. that you could use Purell as lube. And so somebody <laughs> on this show has to test this out. One, two, three, not it. Not, not it. it. It's TJ. We That's all know TJ's TJ. doing this. I TJ already right does George. this. No. One, someone already got in trouble at my condo for this. And (laughs) two, wait, wait, hang on. I'm not getting in trouble again. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's against the rules. Well, it's a new rule now. 
Abigail, you have a yard, right? I do have a yard that is not welcome to anyone who is going butthole sunning. Wait, wait, she has a yard? That isn't my husband. I can cross out a few No, even Kevin is absolutely not welcome to use our yard for butthole sunning. Well, sounds great. Listeners, tune in next week, and TJ will tell you how it went when he tested out butthole sunning this week. I can't do it anymore! (laughs) And now for some news unrelated to buttholes, TJ and Alexandria bring you the FPIK news update. Hey, I'm TJ. I'm Alex. And this is the news. The news. Yay. Hubie Halloween is the most popular movie on Netflix, according to the streaming services public ranking system. Also right near the top, Human Centipede, Gremlins 2, and Jeffrey Tubin's Zoom meetings. <laughs> Huffington Post released their costume ideas for your office's costume party, which included costumes such as Dumpster Fire, Fly on Mike Pence's Head, and Tiger King, and surprised Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, will not be broadcast on television this year after being purchased by Apple TV. Also not appearing on TV this year, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> <laughs> Italian politician Vincenzo De Luca called Halloween an American monument to imbecility that would only aggravate the coronavirus surge. When reached out to for a response, Halloween replied, does he know who's the president? <laughs> wow. A California home's flaming Halloween decorations are so realistic that neighbors called into the fire department to report a fire. When the fire department arrived, they discovered it's a boy. Just Born Quality Confections said it won't be producing peeps for Halloween, Christmas, or Valentine's Day this year due to COVID-19 restrictions. Darn, said no one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And that's it for FPIK News. (laughs) Evan, thank you so much for joining us this week. I've really wanted to have you on the show officially for a while. That's my pleasure, George. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something, Evan. I'm the one who advocated for you to be on this show. I resisted, and I campaigned against. <laughs> I believe that. I Abigail fought very, very hard. That. You know, fought and fought. And Alexander was like, who's Evan? I've known Evan for three years now, Evan. At least three years. When I first met you, Evan, you showed up to a rehearsal with Will Amato. That's when I thought Will was gay. And so I assumed you were his boyfriend. I've okay, never told so, you this before. <laughs> hang on. First question. Who is the top? Evan, we're on the same wavelength. You and I. <laughs> definitely. It's crazy. And I was definitely the top, right? I will make no presumptions of your non-existent sexual relationship with Will Amato. It was just a weird transition in my head from that one time I met you and I was like, oh, I think that's Will's boyfriend to then when I officially met you and I got to know you and I was like, oh, this is very clearly not Will's boyfriend. In order for our audience to get to know you a little bit better, I thought we would do a interview of some hard hitting questions. George, do you have a question for Evan? Yeah, Evan, what Hollywood movie monster would make the best lover? Oh, God, I'm going to go with Dracula. 
because outside of the fangs, you know he's going to suck all night long. <laughs> okay, next question. I, can, I would like to say the monster from The Shape of Water. And I no, nobody's that. asking you, TJ. We're asking okay. Evan. Next question. Evan. Yes, dear best friend. Pop-Tarts or Eggos? Oh, God, hard-hitting. Pop-Tarts. Mm, mm. Evan. Specifically, brown sugar and cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Ooh, with the frosting it. type on top. Not the plain stuff. No, that's not good enough. We need the frosting on there. That's right. In, I'm a man of culture. In three words or less, describe the worst thing about marriage. Putting up with me? <laughs> it took four. Knowing he's a happily me. married man. Sharing <laughs> the bathroom. No, see, that's not a problem because I'm the dirty one. God, that is a tough question. Um... Honestly, there's not been a bad part about marriage yet. I love it. That's a good oh, answer. Sweet. In case she listens to this, I love you. She's <laughs> wonderful. She truly is. Hey, Evan, if in the upcoming election, the candidates were Bugs Bunny versus Mickey Mouse, who would you vote for? Bugs Bunny? Mickey oh. Mouse is not nearly enough of an asshole to be president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. He is the head of a billion-dollar corporation, though. That is true. Let's be honest. It's not like every president hasn't been that, basically. So <laughs> why not? If you were the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head during the vice presidential debates, what would you have whispered into Mike Pence's ear? Stop waxing this. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Evan, when did you know you were straight? I would say third grade when I had a female classmate that one day I just looked at and went, wow. Oh, I'm straight. I'm into girls. Yeah. Okay. You no longer have cooties to me. For me, it was um, the movie Robin Hood, the cartoon. Did you? We're not asking you. Oh. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. This is an interview for Evan. No, no, no. I want to hear the rest of this because I really heck? want to know at what point did TJ realize he was straight? Me too. Me too. This is how I feel. <laughs> He's kind of cute. I hope that you feel like you know Evan in the same way that we all do. A little bit scared, a tiny bit nervous, and a whole lot of love. That's a relationship with Evan in a nutshell. Required taste. I do what I can, folks. I'm like a fine wine that you probably should spit back in the bucket. (laughs) Like a two-buck jar. (laughs) As your newfound best friend, I've done all of these things within the last 10 minutes of knowing you. So it's been amazing. (laughs) I am so happy to know I've made you spit in the bucket. (laughs) Speaking of scared and nervous, we asked Evan to give us a piece of writing for the writer's graveyard. This is where we read an old piece of writing, a sketch, a story that got written and went into a drawer and has really never been seen. And usually for a reason. I am certainly scared and nervous to read this, but also looking forward to it. Evan, what did you bring for us today? Today, I brought for you a sketch that I had written a couple of years ago for a Halloween show that never got used called My Bloody Hall Monitor. As a reminder, Alex, you're Shirley, right? Yes. I'm Mike Bramble. What's his background? Think of Mike as kind of a high school jock. That loves the Lone Ranger. Oh, God, yes. I'm Janitor Mills, and Abigail is Julius. All right, this is My Bloody Hall Monitor by Evan Conaway. Interior, school hallway. Shirley MacLaine and Mike Bramble step into the hallway holding hands. 
come on, Mike. We got to find a quiet corner. I want to make out. <laughs> got it, Shirley. Got it, Shirley. You got it, Shirley. You got it. <laughs> you got it, Shirley. You got it, Shirley. Yeah. <clears throat> you got it, Shirley. We just got to find somewhere that won't freak out the hall monitor. The hall monitor? You're not scared of some pimple-faced runt in a sash, are you? Janitor Mills appears out of a dark corner. You should be afraid. You should be very afraid. Mike jumps into Shirley's arms in surprise. Jesus, old man, you scared the crap out of me. You should be scared. I've been mopping these floors 25 years, and all this time the hall monitor's been here watching us. Oh, no. I feel like we're about to get some kind of story. It happened in the spring of 72. A young Julius Reginald ran the halls with impunity, but the football team didn't like him. Crap, I knew it. Come on, I kind of want to hear this. They laid in wait for him one day between third and fourth period. He came out. Pimply and eager, his sash a brilliant yellow. He never saw them coming. Oh, no! They give him a wedgie or something? Yes! A terrible wedgie! The screams were incredible! I was but a boy then, and they filled me with horror. No man screams like that! Only an animal! Shirley and Mike look at each other. Shirley rolls her eyes. I don't believe this. I do. Then what happened? The force of the wedgie was too powerful. Julius tried to run to the nurse's office, but that underwear was in there, deep, tight, unyielding, cutting off circulation. He couldn't move his legs. I can still hear the football team laughing, and over it, Julius's cries. Mike reaches subconsciously for his groin. The pain. This is really gross. From that day on, Julius was never seen again. At least not directly. There have been stories. Tardy students claiming a monster roams the halls. Shadows in class door windows. Shredded hall monitor sashes found in strange places. But the worst are the kids who try to go and make out. Oh man, does he give them wedgies too or something? Yes, he gives them terrible wedgies like you wouldn't believe. This is so horrifying. I was going to say stupid, this story is bullshit. The janitor just didn't want us making out. Now, come here and kiss me. <laughs> Shirley grabs Mike and pulls him to her. But what if Julius finds us? For Christ's sake, Mike, Julius will not find us. Julius, a hideously deformed monster with a yellow hall monitor sash and underwear riding up his clothing, bursts out of a dark doorway. No hall pass. Julius grabs Mills from behind and gives him a massive wedgie. Mills screams and passes out. Shirley and Mike scream and run away. Julius takes a few steps after them. Next time, hall pass. Julius steps over to Mills. You good? Mills groans and gives a thumbs up. Mm. Great. I'll see you at the nightly poker game. <laughs> <laughs> So no, stupid. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Evan. 
Oh, Definitely uh, from the graveyard. I wonder why that didn't get staged. You know what? I honestly don't know why. <laughs> what was the inspiration for that? It was a Halloween show, and I was looking at a lot of slasher films at the time. Slashers are just basic morality tales, right? They usually contain mm-hmm. some kind of very simplistic moral message. And oftentimes, one of them is don't bully. You get the kid who gets picked on and then he gets killed and then he comes back from the dead to get revenge on all the people that were mean to him or something like that. Something usually very trite and stupid. But I wanted to go and say, like, all right, what's one of the goofiest staples of bullying? It's the wedgie. (laughs) Does anybody actually give wedgies? Yes. People actually do that. Wedgies, whirlies, and things (laughs) like that. Are these actual things that bullies did to other people in high school? Because my bullies only ever insulted me and punched me in the face. The idea of the wedgie pulling somebody's underwear up like that is ridiculous. And so I wanted to take it to the extreme and just make a slasher film out of wedgies. So I did. I love it. There's so much talk of butts with you on here, Evan. I know. I know. It's a trend. And it wasn't my plan. George just came in here with that whole butthole sunning thing. Which you knew all about with no (laughs) whatsoever. Just because I know about butthole sunning does not mean that George should never have brought it up. I just happen to be a very worldly man. That is true. There's a lot of things that you could speak about that I should not bring up. I agree. And with that, let us move on before he does speak on them. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to grace you with my thoughts on nun porn. No, 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 no. Abigail, I need to check in with you. A couple weeks ago, we started this mission. You took on the challenge of trying to teach me, who is famously the worst singer in the world, how to sing. And we promised our listeners that we would check in today. That's right, George. First of all, I want to check in on your breathing. How's your breathing been going? I've been doing the breathing exercises. Look, I'm going to breathe without lifting my shoulders. Okay, I'm watching. You see that? I didn't even move my shoulders. Okay, your shoulders went up a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but it was definitely improved from last week. Definitely. How do you feel when you're doing the exercises? Like I am in a Lamaze class. Okay, how many of those have you been to? I've seen them on TV a lot. (laughs) Fair enough. Now that we've got the breathing sort of under our belts here, let's go on to some vocal exercises. So I want to start with something called the lip trill. Have you ever heard of this before? The lip drill? Lip trill. T-R-I-L-L. No. Okay. A lip trill is when you make this sound. Can you do that? Yes. Okay, great. Motorboating someone. If you want to do this as a vocal warm up, all you have to do is sing behind that sound. I want you to repeat after me. Perfect. Wait, wait, how did you do that? Do that again. Let me demonstrate again. Notice my breathing. No shoulder movement. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try. <laughs> I don't think that's right. It's amazing. George is going to need to practice some things. I'm going to send this to you, George. Let me try it again. Let me try it again. 
Wow, this is getting frightening, which I suppose is appropriate. Sounds like a bird is dying mid-flight. I need you to succeed because my reputation is on the line. Yeah, because you said you can teach anyone how to sing. I can. You're just not trying hard enough. No, no, I am. I am. Hey, hold on, hold on. That's good, right? That's so close. I got to tell you, that is a very difficult exercise that I unkindly sprung upon you. I would never give this to a brand new student. (laughs) Sounds like we got a lot of work to do. Uh, Sounds like my math tutor in high school. You know, she's hiding the frustration, but trying to be as nice as possible. (laughs) Thank you for understanding me, TJ. Okay, George, we're going to keep working offline on this. Next time that we get together, I'm really hoping for you to sing a song for us off of a karaoke track. So that's a huge jump. Yeah. I love doing that. It's a big jump, but we're going to make it because Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid for this. And I don't have the financial wherewithal to stand this kind of treatment without compensation. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. All right. Well, I'll keep trying to do my lip drill trills. trills. Are you even working on the exercises I sent you? Because I'm feeling like I'm getting not a good attempt out of you. You're making me look bad in front of me. I've America. been breathing. Okay, well, that's something. I'm, I'm breathing like every day. Hearing it here. Not everyone has been doing that. Listen, you're hearing it here. I have sent George some vocal exercises that I expect him to practice. And if he doesn't, it's not on me that he doesn't know how to sing after I work with him. I've been doing the other one, the Mama Made Me Eat My M&Ms. Sounds like you've been working hard on that one. I'm getting mad flashbacks to my guitar lessons as well. Okay, George, let's try that one while we're here. Mama made me mash my M&Ms. Oh, my Mama made me mash my M&M's. Oh, my. There's some hope after all. Now, I need to hear the d on the word made. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Oh, my. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Oh, my. Okay, well, we're going to keep working offline on that, America. And you heard it here. He was singing on pitch. I take full credit for that. And uh, I'm going to call it. Oh, my. I'm glad that we ended that on a more positive note than you wanting to pull your hair out. (laughs) It wasn't a note at all, in my opinion. It was a note. It was a beautiful note. Thanks to me. TJ, when did you turn into Simon Cowell? You just started getting so sassy over here. I'm not sure that was a compliment. (laughs) I'm getting uh, black V-neck t-shirts next week. Oh, you should. Well, that'll be a look. Yes, I love it. Not the gays. We're not as much of a fan. So thank you. Oh, do we not like him? None of them like the black V-neck t-shirts. They don't have great <laughs> taste like you do. <laughs> well, thank you, Abigail. I'll keep practicing and we'll check in again in the future episode. Okay, great. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to Evan Conway for joining us this week. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I Evan. Do not know if we will ever be allowed to have you back on, but this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Probably not, but it was great while it lasted. Was it good for you? Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to take a shower after this. Oh, right. Practice those singing lessons in there. It might sound better. (laughs) The acoustics are great. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please review, like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Audible. 
You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. 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 Bye.